Hey everybody, welcome to Scarecrow Radio. I'm Ben. I'm Darcy. On today's show, Darcy and I get into the best way to watch a certain show about nothing, various film formats throughout the ages, and our favorite celebrity Marlon Brando impressions. Stick around. Darcy, did you hear about uh, Seinfeld is on Netflix now? I actually didn't hear about that. Yeah, uh, so Seinfeld had been gone from streaming for a while. Yeah, it was on Hulu uh, before. I, I remember watching it. Yeah, it was on Hulu, and, and now it's on Netflix. And I, yeah, so I guess you haven't seen it, but uh, I tried to watch it the other day, and it is, it's so awkwardly edited, and the the aspect ratio is way off. Did they pan and scan? Uh, yes, ish. Like there are shots that are wider than they used to be. Like I, um, the Sopranos and The Wire did this when they were released on uh, Blu-ray. They they basically just opened the frame mm-hmm. uh, because I think they were all those were all shot in like sixteen nine or whatever, and then they they closed it for the edit for TV when it was four three back then. Well, Seinfeld, I guess, kind of did the same thing in some ways. Like they were mm-hmm. shooting like a, a wider frame than they actually aired. So some of the shots, it just looks like they're standing in the middle of a wide frame. <laughs> and then there's others where like things are cut off. Like you, you're losing information Weird. in the frame. And and at first I, I didn't think it was that bad, but I pulled out one of the DVDs from Scarecrow and watched it simultaneously like on the small tv in the back and then watched it on netflix on my phone and it is i mean almost almost unwatchable why are they doing that i i don't know it doesn't need to be 16.9 it could just be 4.3 and it would be totally fine the dvds that we have at scarecrow are the original aspect ratio and look great still Mm -hmm. uh I mean, this is just like a perfect example of why things like like places like Scarecrow need to exist. Like we need to have access to the Seinfeld DVDs. <laughs> it's like uh, George yelling that we live in a society, but like. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a 4-3 aspect ratio. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason it was filmed this way. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, man, uh, not to mention the DVDs have so much extra content. So we can win to NBC, we tell them we got an idea for a show about nothing. Exactly. They say, what's your show about? I say nothing. There you go. I think you may have something here. Have you ever seen Elaine dance? Elaine dance? It's more like a full body dry heave set the music. You're gonna be the first pirate. Well, I don't wanna be a pirate. What, what, what are you talking about? You double dip the chip. He lives in a bubble. Boy. No soup for you. So you think you're sponge-worthy? Serenity now! Shut up, you old pig! Hello! Seinfeld on DVD. So you're still master your domain? Yes. Yes, I am. Get ready for the DVD event of the year. It's a Festivus miracle! Bring home the unforgettable original network episode. You had man hands. He's a re She's a two-face. She's got the Jimmy legs. Oh, 
right, 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 right. Digitally remastered in high definition. Plus, it's packed with exclusive special features. Oh, yeah! Including interviews. I really never associated that this thing is going to become a series. Deleted scenes, bloopers, <laughs> and eye-opening behind-the-scenes footage that no fan can do without. Come on, every minute! Seinfeld. Like you've never seen it before. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm really sorry. I was in the pool! Coming soon on DVD. Seinfeld, you magnificent bastard! <laughs> Mm -hmm. And if you like the show Seinfeld and just want to watch them, it's the best way to do that. But if you want to know everything about how they made that show or every little tidbit from behind the scenes, really, the Seinfeld DVDs are it. They are excellent, excellent box sets. Mm -hmm. um, they have some of my favorite special features of all time. The um, uh, I I can't remember what it's actually called, but there's uh, these like mini featurettes that go after every episode. Mm -hmm. uh, Inside Look is what they're called, sorry. And uh, they are interviews with, I mean, I think if you took all of them, put them together, it would have almost everyone who was involved in the show um, for more than one episode. Like, uh, like every director, costume designers, uh, almost all the writers, and then tons of people who were just... Like uh, the guy who played the soup Nazis in one, you know, like uh, so many character actors who played bit parts also come in and say like, yeah, I got that part because I auditioned and blah, blah, blah. Like telling that story. I mean, it's just fascinating stuff. Some of the best special features that wow. I can think of. I actually, um, so I own season one, like the box set, and I don't yeah. know if I've watched it in years. And I think probably when I watched it, I probably skipped them because I was like young. Cause it was like sure. my parents box set, which I took, but, um, yeah. that's seems super fun. So I think next time I watch Seinfeld, which is fairly often, um, I'll have to do the DVD route. Oh, I, I highly recommend it. The inside looks are so fun. Like I, if I'm watching the DVD, they like, I, there's no way I skip them because mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes they're two minutes long. Sometimes they're 10 minutes long. Sometimes there's just like a little, you know, just a little nugget of info. And sometimes it's like very in-depth about how they shot the episode. Like this is the first time they went on location or this is the first time they shot with an audience oh, like outside or I don't know. There's all kinds of cool stuff. And if you have any interest in how like studio, like three camera TV was shot, because I mean, I guess we, I mean, we still do that some to some extent, but mm -hmm. not as much. But man, it's fascinating. Also, know, from every aspect, reals, yeah. Seinfeld has great bloopers. Oh, absolutely, too. There's uh, tons of cool stuff. Uh, something called Sinimations, which is just animated versions of Seinfeld, like <laughs> Seinfeld clips. Even that stuff is like, it's like unnecessary, but like, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, you know? Yeah. Have you noticed that with any other um, shows recently? Not recently. I mean, I definitely prefer watching the DVD of The Wire, bringing that up. Uh, it, it just is better in 4.3 and mm -hmm. i mean the d the blu-rays look good i mean from a you know like they've been cleaned up nicely but like the dvds don't even need to be cleaned up and it's the wire like you kind of want it gritty and like kind of rough looking and i don't know the 4.3 aspect ratio for the the wire i just is it's just better i think whereas yeah. the sopranos same deal but i kind of like the hd remaster that's in 16.9 like it's I don't know. It feels cinematic in a way where mm -hmm. The Wire, I like thinking this is TV. Does that make sense? This is TV. 
<laughs> I don't know. There, I don't really know how to explain that feeling. I know or you why mean. I prefer yeah, I it in some things and, and find it unwatchable for other things. I think it's the same way. Like some people might prefer listening to vinyl over an MP3 that's, you know, but see for me, I, I can't always tell that stuff, but man, watching Seinfeld and like part of George's head is cut off. Oh my God. You need or, to see yeah. his baldness. Yeah, that's part exactly. of the show. <laughs> you need to. Yeah. I mean, or I if his cut out of every shot. <laughs> yeah. Just every shot slightly just above his forehead. What if Jason Alexander, like, he was like, okay, it can go to Netflix, but you have to cut it so that it looks like this. I could see him doing that, like, in the fictionalized version of himself in Curb. Like, I feel like that's yeah. definitely a demand he would have had. Can I also tell you, I had the idea for a public toilet finder years ago years oh yeah and then it freaking happened in curb and i always knew i was a george and i was like god like this just freaking seals that so bad yeah it's wayne come on up oh, hey george did you see this it's an article about bernie madoff kramer no, look at this they got the floor plan to all his offices here's where he was kramer he doesn't no, you wanna... couldn't get to him was a Ponzi scheme. Oh, do I need to hear this? I know what happened. So what's the big deal? You lost a couple of million. It was more than a couple. Well, it was more than a great idea. An iPhone application that leads you via your GPS to the nearest acceptable toilet wherever you are in the world. The eye toilet. And I thought of it. <laughs> that was one killer app. Why'd you have to give it all to that crook made off? I don't know. How could you be so fiscally irresponsible? Did you ever have the curb DVDs? Um no. Um, I don't know if I've told you this, but like my dad had like the first season. Um, and me and my friend took it once because we we're gonna go stay at like this cabin. Um, mm -hmm. And we went to the cabin and like watched like a few episodes and this was like midday and then we were too scared. So we went home. So all we did was just watch a few episodes of Curb at this cabin. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and then other than that, I've just watched it on HBO. So <laughs> uh, somebody came in the other day and we had, we had like the first seven seasons uh, in the use section. It was cleared out. Cause I went to go clean up that section and I was like, wait, there's this shelf is empty so. yeah they bought they bought all they bought the first seven seasons uh and so i had to to dig through the used dvds in the back so for people who don't understand we uh we keep the boxes on the floor and then you when you buy something you bring the box to us and then we go to a a, a filing cabinet that has all the discs and envelopes and you have to find them all um that's not what i'm talking about but uh so while i'm doing that though uh the cases for the Curb DVDs are an abomination. <laughs> they are my least favorite DVD packaging. I mean, maybe the the first season of Mad Men came in like a giant tin Zippo, um, like a huge, like a Zippo lighter. Yeah, like it came in like an oversized Zippo that you had to like pull the top off of, and it like uh, it scratched the DVDs. Like it became a thing. Oh my god! They should have just let them. it made it a real zippo and caught it on fire so you didn't have to deal with it <laughs> well the curved dvds are like it looks like it's going to be a standard like you open it like a book and then the that's other that's what thing i thought it was out. yeah no it's like you if you open it like a book it just tells you the episodes 
to get to the DVDs, you have to pull something from the bottom, which also opens it from the top. So it's like three pieces. <laughs> oh, so like that you have... so yes, and it's I feel like Larry so, David like... would hate that. Maybe it's like a cruel joke. I while I was doing it, like I had forgotten, I had not like touched them in forever. But I was like, Larry would hate this. I literally thought that. <laughs> like, like this is the worst. I like I kept thinking about the Sopranos DVDs that they watch in Curb, mm -hmm. and I was like, wait, how did like, this guy watches DVDs? Clearly, like, he <laughs> yeah. he wasn't like, hey, don't do that. It's the worst DVD packaging. It's so Let's bad. Let's just say it was a joke that he was like, the people who like the show will hate this. So <laughs> it's like, uh, th like the end of the episode of Curb is just like going to the store to buy those DVDs, <laughs> yeah. and then you you get it home and try to open it, and it's just the you know the Curb music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm That's so, so like, funny. I love. I love DVD stuff. Like, I mean, like, I, I'm still like nostalgic for buying that and I mm -hmm. guess figuring it out. But man, I was, I, if I never have to open that DVD again. <laughs> well, luckily you won't because there's only like two things left for Curb on the shelf right now. So, yeah. <laughs> Good find, though. I mean, I, I think all of them were like $2.99. That's less than it costs to rent. Check out the used section, by yeah, the way. Seriously. If you go to Scarecrow and you're going to rent something, see if we have it used. It's probably less than it costs to rent it. Yeah, absolutely. I always tell people that, especially with the TV shows, because yeah. like sometimes oh, yeah. they're a little bit more like $8, but like they're, you know, $11 to rent. So it's like buy it, keep it, sell it bring yeah, it to sure. a thrift shop you know what bring it back to scarecrow and we will resell it like, yeah buy it and re-donate it baby yeah. let's do this yeah just give us eight, eight bucks and the dvd's back yeah yeah honestly that is it so you know how like i've talked about how like if you're gonna rent from a, a problematic director do it through us so that we make the money this is the same thing just absolutely come up with little hacks in life where scarecrow gets the money <laughs> uh I still do the Woody Allen thing. I still can't believe people are renting Woody Allen movies. Like, I know. like just give it a couple of years, man. You really <laughs> got to see Z-Lig? What's like, Z-Lig? What are you doing? Uh, Z-Lig is, uh, I have not seen this since I was in high school, but uh, if I recall correctly, it's sort of a mockumentary about uh, an actor played by Woody Allen who is chameleon-like. And so he really gets into his roles. Somebody's going to call me out for this and being a little wrong, but um, I don't remember it being his most impressive movie. And Surprise. I, just, I don't know. I just, I just can't. Uh, okay. So Norm MacDonald died recently. Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm Norm MacDonald and this is the fake news. At the White House this week, President Clinton officially came out against same-sex marriages. What's more, the president said he is not too crazy about opposite-sex marriages either. <laughs> A uh, new airport planned for San Diego would actually be located three miles out in the Pacific Ocean, built on 40 by 20 foot floating cylinders. It's all part of a plan by city officials to have a huge disaster. <laughs> a French man who calls himself the Snake Man was arrested this week after climbing up the side of a Manhattan high-rise. Yep, he climbed right up the side of a high-rise. Just like a snake. <laughs> In a brilliant move during closing arguments, Simpson attorney Johnny Cochran put on the knit cap prosecutors say O.J. wore the night he committed the murders. 
Although O.J. may have heard his case when he suddenly blurted out, hey, hey, easy with that. That's my lucky stabbing hat. <laughs> and that's the way it is, folks. Good night and good luck. Uh, Norm Macdonald, like one of my favorite comedians ever. Uh, I understand problematic in some ways, but not Woody Allen problematic. Uh, but he had a great joke about when Wild Man Blues came out, the documentary. <laughs> and it was, Wait, was that uh, the one about him being a jazz clarinet? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it was just like, it was during like the trial, I guess not, maybe not trials, but I guess, you know, all this stuff with Mia Farrow, whatever, we don't need to get into that yeah. stuff, but it was during all of that. And the joke is basically like, oh, oh, well, yeah, let's make something about the, the actually interesting thing about Woody Allen's life is <laughs> jazz playing and playing clarinet. That's what everybody wants to know about. God. <laughs> I can't believe that movie was made. Uh, yeah, um, but I'd rather watch that than some of his other stuff, to be honest with you. Oh, truly. I will say though, I love Diane Keaton. Um, yeah. And I think, I don't think we talked about this the other day. I was saying that I watched Looking for Mr. Goodbar, but I don't think I actually got into it. Did I? I can't remember. Oh, no. Yeah. You started to tell me that. Sure. Yeah. It's just, I love her. That's it. And she was really good in that movie. So if you like Diane Keaton, highly recommend that movie. Plus, her uh, fashion yeah. in it is great. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like, God, like, why diane but obviously this was like earlier well i don't know i think she's defended him actually but i don't know she's so aloof yeah. so who knows i still love her though she's i know there's just something about her um i think i'm i can't remember if i mentioned this and i'm sorry to everyone if i have i'm just really tired today so i don't remember but um when there's this part in Mr. Good looking for Mr. Goodbar where she's like at a bar alone reading a copy of The Godfather, and then um Richard Gere's character comes up and starts doing a Godfather impression. So like the movie has already been out at this point, and yet they chose to have her reading The Godfather. Like it was like why that she's in, yeah, like a year yeah. before this movie came out. And I'm like, why why did they do that? They could have chosen any book. It was super weird. Seen the movie. Yeah, Pacino or something. Mm -hmm. Alone? Uh huh. Come here a lot? Mm. You're okay. Well, most of the others in here are dogs, you know, but you're okay. <laughs> I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> oh, really? You and me in bed, right? Yeah. Why can't I refuse, huh? Well, you'd be passing up the best fuck of your life. <laughs> oh, uh huh. Okay, well, uh, in that case. What a career, though. Like, I know. She got to be in. Well, she got to be. She was in. I made it sound terrible. I'm sorry I put it that way. She was in so many good movies. So I'm just, I mean, how many Best Picture winners she was in just in the 70s? I know, but now she's in some real stinkers. Yeah. 
her later career is kind of like, oh, all right, mad money, huh? <laughs> mad money. Uh, oh God, the the one about all the divorcee wives. First wives club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some people like that one. It was not for me. It wasn't she in a Jack Nicholson movie? Like, uh, oh, something's got to give. Something's yeah. got to give. Oh God, I watched that recently, and I really, really did not like it. I'm sorry, I didn't. Nancy Myers movies are bonkers. Wait, that was a like, Nancy Myers movie? Yeah. No. What? Uh, Nancy Myers movies are wild. Huh. Like those movies are about like. Gosh, if only my kitchen could be redecorated. <laughs> <laughs> also, two men are in love with me. Gosh, what a life. <laughs> that does sound uh, like a Diane Keaton kind of situation, though. Uh, it's compl- Oh, it's uh, Meryl Streep, I think. And, oh, that one. Okay. It's complicated. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. Uh, if I remember correctly on that... Uh, Meryl Streep is a baker who has like an amazing bakery and then like a gigantic amazing house and like one of the like main points is like gosh I just wish my kitchen could finish being decorated. <laughs> okay so this just proves my point that I think Meryl Streep has become extremely boring like the fact that she was in a role like that. I mean, maybe I, this was from forever ago. Um, it's like 2009. 2009. Yeah. See, this is the Meryl yeah. where I'm just like, God damn it. Like, I'm kind of tired of you now. I I still love Meryl Streep. And I will say that I think it's totally okay if you want to do some stuff that's uh, easy. Yeah. Like, I, I don't like, like, I mean, she's done so many, like, put every cell in her body into part roles yeah but it's just like she's just like i just feel like at this point she's kind of vanilla like she just isn't that like the post is like the best example of why i don't like tom hanks or steven spielberg and like i'm just like meryl streep like wait will you talk about why you don't like the post it just well i haven't seen it so i guess i can't really say i'm i'm that person now but to me it just seems so white feminism like oh look at us hurrah and it's just like it just looks like it was some it's something that I would not be able to sit through and also I don't like Steven Spielberg so like I'm just like him making a movie like that to me is just like again it's there's not it's not gonna take any risks it's gonna especially because Tom Hanks is in it too no risks just kind of like milk toast it's just Uh, gray it's a gray movie I, I think the post is like a bunch of really great actors at the top of their game, really? uh, like duking it out. Uh, but I mean, you're not you might not be wrong on the white feminism thing. Um, there's a moment in the movie where uh, she makes a decision. I won't say what it is. It would, you know, but um, the audience I saw it with was uh, like I saw it like the weekend it came out. Mm-hmm. The audience I saw it with cheered like broke out in applause when she like makes this choice it was the choice about like something to make her life cool and independent because she's a woman and you know no it was uh (laughs) thank god she's taken over like editorial like it's basically like it's one of the first times where she is like actually in charge um because like she's taken over and she has to make this very important decision to publish or not publish something wow quite a sophie's choice (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm not even listening. I was just excited to say it. <laughs> I, I mean, like, uh, the supporting cast in that movie is also, like, really fun. Who like, is Bob's that? in it. Oh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross are in it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, who had a show together in the 90s, are, like, for a minute, you would not be able to bring up one of them without talking about the other. I, Steven Spielberg didn't even know that they knew each other and cast God. them as as like best friends not best friends but they are they work together in the movie like, so that like it like that tickles me in the sense of like oh they fit so well together but it makes me mad in the sense of like f steven spielberg of course he doesn't know about that. whatever we can <laughs> talk about the merits of steven spielberg yeah, he does have uh, some merits i will say so we, we can leave it at that i i see his merits that's fine i i i am not going to be the person who tries to say like you should watch steven spielberg or tom hanks content i or together <laughs> i just sort of think you would love tom hanks if you gave him a shot there's just i think it. i would i won't go any further I'll, I'll, okay all i'll say is it's this same issue with steven spielberg and meryl streep now where it's like i'm during their heyday i wasn't alive and so now it's just like kind of regurgitated and i'm like oh, get this guy out of here you know like and that's just kind of how it is that's fair I, I i guess i sometimes forget that i'm 10 years older than you and that like tom hanks was the guy when i was young yeah like, i think i would have way more of a connection than if it wasn't like you know people who are like i love this movie and then i watch it as like a 20 year old i'm not 20 now but you know when i was 20 i was yeah. just like i don't get it so I mean, I saw Big when I was like five or six, and I like you know blew my mind like <laughs> Big, um, <laughs> and then you know he wins Oscars for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump again. I'm like nine and ten, mm -hmm. so you know I, I I just like grew up thinking like oh this is this is the pinnacle of acting, <laughs> <laughs> which may I understand that like he's maybe not the most incredible actor of all time. Yeah. But I don't know. Those three roles alone are wildly different. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I did have a class um, in high school. It was like modern U.S. history. Um, and the teacher was just god awful, like so bad. And the thing she would tell us, I'd just be like, I don't think this is true. Also, someone raised their hand and asked if that if the space race, if the U.S. and Russia were going for the same moon like just to give you an idea of where this class was at um Oof. but at the end of the year she was like we're just gonna watch Forrest Gump and I was like oh god like I have to watch this again and then I realized everything she taught us was just literally taken from the movie like we were like we were watching stuff and she's like yeah and then they like um would have like ice cream in Vietnam when this was happening and then like I was like okay whatever like why don't you teach us about Vietnam and then like I watched Forrest Gump and I'm like oh there's a scene where they're eating ice cream like <laughs> she literally just watched that a million times and taught us that he's i mean i'm sure there's a little more ice cream because he got shot in the ass <laughs> like, like, but she like, had like a whole fast. thing about it <laughs> i think that you know there's some background about it about how they had ice cream ones i don't freaking know i just remember oh i left God. that class being like i don't believe anything i just got taught so yeah that is bonkers I know. Wow. I know. <laughs> I mean, they had lots of other things there that were far more prominent. Well, that's what I took away. 
we could have watched apocalypse now we didn't so you know uh because that movie's not about vietnam that movie is vietnam <laughs> you know That's i hadn't Francis seen Ford it Coppola quote <laughs> I hadn't seen it until we watched it uh, or we had it at Cinerama on, on um, was it on 70 or did we have, we had like a special version screening of it. What was that? Um, there was a screening where it was in 70 and uh, the the film had been pink tinted, like oxidized, I think is what happens yeah, when it turns red. I, I didn't see that one. We got it again. Um, okay. And it must have been. Oh, it must have been on I know what you're talking about. When the final cut came out, was it the final? Um, I, no, I think this was yeah. just right before the final cut, though. The Redux. Mm. Well, the Redux was in 2001, I think. Okay, then you're and right. Then, the final cut, was, and then he did another cut. Yes, he did an, okay. he, like f- the final cut is like two years ago. Okay, so that's what I saw, and that was the first yes. time I saw it. Um, and it was at Cinerama, and uh-huh. it was so good. Like I was. I mean, like, that's the kind of place you want to watch a movie like that for the first time, obviously. Um, And I was pretty blown away. I didn't think I would like it that much. I was just like, this is going to be kind of intense. But like, eh." but then I walked out being like, okay. Yeah, that the making of that movie is fascinating, too. Um, I know I still need to watch that. Hearts of Darkness is a phenomenal documentary. I also would say about Apocalypse Now, that is a movie that somehow every he's revisited that movie twice and both times it got better like I, I, apocalypse now already an incredible movie the 2001 redux and then is is better and then i think the final cut is amazing yeah it's like perfect version of that movie coppola's gone back and like retouched uh like most of his movies and i kind of like I, I would not have thought that that was a like, great idea but i kind of like every time i i like the movie a little better Huh. Even the Godfather like Three. That. Yeah. Oh, did he retouch Godfather Three? Because I've only seen the original yes. one, which is not good. So. Yes, and I won't say it's amazing now, but it's better. Okay, that's all um, we, we need. We have it at Scarecrow. It's called like the Godfather Three, Coda: The Death of Michael Corleone. I think. Oh God. It has like a really like a really long title, which is the only thing that isn't better. <laughs> yeah. The edit <laughs> is better though. It's I don't know. Are you excited for the new Sopranos movie? Speaking of Sopranos and Godfather type stuff, I I stayed up the night it came out and wait, it's already it out. One of the yeah, it came out uh, on Friday. Oh my October gosh! 1st. Is it on HBO? Yes. Was it good? Yes, uh, I I think it's it's weird. In the moment, I was having difficulty with it. And mm-hmm. I think that's just uh, being someone who loves the show so much. And I was being nitpicky in weird ways but the i would say the the whole like taking it as just a, as the movie in its entirety i i think i love yeah and i like i welcome it as part of the canon it has little things in it that i would i could maybe pick apart but i won't it's not worth it every episode probably does too but yeah. i don't you know is the entire cast in it new um I nobody returns. I mean, it takes place in the it's in nineteen sixty seven. Oh God! Okay, that would be horrifying. It'd be like, God. What was that yes. one movie, The Irishman, where they like made them look young, <laughs> but they all had stiff bodies because they were old. Yes, they hyper de aged everyone. <laughs> I'm uh, glad they didn't yeah, do that the, for those. I love The Irishman. I, I mean, I'm a Scorsese nerd. I like love Scorsese, but 
yeah, the part when uh, De Niro is supposed to be 30 and uh, <laughs> beating someone to death and he can barely move. So funny. <laughs> I just don't understand why they didn't, like, it's from the back. Like, why don't you just get a stunt double for that one shot? Uh, you're going to have to ask him, Scorsese, because that's wild. If If he ever comes on the show... Yeah, it, when, he, when he comes on the show. We still haven't gotten John Travolta yet either. Um, and I was going to say, um, John Travolta and Marlon Brando are friends. And John Travolta does this like Marlon Brando impression with like Marlon Brando. You know Brando. Marlon Brando's dead. Well, okay. They were friends. Um, <laughs> in this video that I'm talking about, they were currently friends. Um, I believe that. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying you should give it a watch. Welcome to Larry King Live. Tonight, a special edition with a very special guest. A conversation with one of the greatest actors of our time, Marlon Brando. Now, live from Brando's home in Beverly Hills, here's Larry King. All right, we're honored to be here in the beautiful home of the super-talented Marlon Brando. His book, Brando, Songs My Mother Taught Me, the autobiography has been published by Random House. Now, Marlon, <laughs> I know you never grant interviews, so I'm honored. Well, Larry, you know, I knew I'd have a good time on your show. You're sweating, Larry. Why are you sweating? <laughs> I'm Jewish. Jews sweat, Marlon. Well, let, let, me, let me help you with that sweat. Let me well, help you soak this up here. All right. There you go. All there right, Marlon. All right, if you're just tuning in, my guest is the brilliant Marlon Brando, the book, Songs My Mother Taught Me, and the tissue to soak up my sweat. Here, let me take that off you, Leo Lowry. All right. Thank you, Marlon. All right, we're back. All right, we'll be taking your calls a little later. We're at the home of the great Marlon Brando in Beverly Hills. All right, Marlon, in Beverly Hills, California. He can't talk right now because he's got his nose pinched. All right, Marlon. <laughs> All right, Marlon. All right. Marlon, what made you get into acting? Lowry, do you know what this is? This is an oil from the Native Americans made. It's a salicornia plant. And they claim that the, the oils are very healing. Actually, it has the ability to heal. Yes, it does. All right. Well, why don't you rub a little bit on my feet? <laughs> I'll show you Come that. on, Marlon. No, go ahead, Larry. I heard you watch the moment-by-moment -moment commentary. Well, I tried. Um, so uh, with my John Travolta group, uh, we watched moment-by-moment -moment about a year ago We um, before we had it at Scarecrow and before it was released by Kino Lorber. Um, there was this like stream online We've all heard about it from the show if you've been listening since episode one. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's how I had seen it. Um, so we were excited to watch this one and see what the special features were in the commentary. But I'm sorry, the commentary was so boring because like, first off, they weren't all in the same room and someone had like called in. So like the yeah. audio was like really not good, which is like, God, like so stupid. Um, and then it was like two men and a woman. Of course, the men like talk over her a few times. Um, but it like part of me is like, I get it. Like, how are you supposed to talk about moment by moment for an hour and 50 minutes? Like, that's not an easy feat. But like, it just was kind of. It, I just felt like I was at working in a movie theater again where all the men were just talking at me. And I was like, I, it was like somehow triggering. I was like, I can't. So then we turned it yeah. off and then like 
throughout the movie, if we're getting a little bored, we turn it back on. And then it was immediately just like, no, like I want more context on this movie, but like, I can't listen to this. So it might have to be more of like a do a puzzle and listen to it situation rather than like watching the movie situation. Yeah. I, I like commentaries that don't have, um, you know, people who are involved in the production like that, that isn't necessarily a turnoff, but man, you gotta like, you gotta have like all those index cards ready. Like I, I need like a, a tidbit every couple of moments. <laughs> like I can't just listen to you talk. Like I, I, I'm watching this to, to learn more about this movie, not yeah, know so anything about you. The you stuff know? they were saying a, t- a lot of times was like, oh, look at how he's dressed here. Like um, versus how she's dressed. Like, um, you know, it's a sign of their class disparity. And it's just like, okay, I didn't need you to point that out to me. Like, the, you know, it yeah. was just stuff like that where I was like, oh, okay, this is like not enriching my watch in any way. It's just making me annoyed because you think I don't, I can't make these connections. So, and I'm sure there were really valuable moments in it, um, but I, we didn't get to them. So I actually prefer yeah. like cast and crew doc or uh, commentaries like always because they just tend to be a little bit more entertaining. And I love hearing like Absolutely. the stories that went on on set and stuff. Yeah, because I, well, cast and crew is like, Hey, when you're not telling me something really important about, you know, what's on screen, you're telling me something cool that happened behind it or yeah. something horrible that happened behind it. You know, I, I, that's the stuff I want. I'm yeah. When it's a, when it's just a historian, I don't know. And then, I mean, but like I said, there are good examples of that. Yeah. It's just when it's bad, it's the worst. I know the thing is like criterion's always putting out commentaries with like, um, you know, historians and film essayists and stuff and it's just like none of them really sound that appealing to me like i'm sure the people who are like really into film are like geeking out over that stuff but to me it's Mm -hmm. just like i'd rather just watch my 15 discs out of lord of the rings again with like the million freaking hours of special features and behind the scenes so are you excited for that new box set there's a new box no wait i didn't know about this oh yeah uh so they i know they just came out in 4k but there's like the new i think it's called the ultimate box set and it's gonna have 4k and blu-ray of both cuts like it's like a an third it's 31 discs yeah i I thought i was gonna say 29 but yeah 31 yeah it's okay you i don't need this it comes with the hobbit and i don't want to have any association with that so there you go yes (laughs) And it's also $250. So yeah. <laughs> I will not be getting this. But there's also wait, a puzzle box collectible. Hmm. Um, the thing is, I don't really care about 4K. Um, and I have them in Blu-ray. But like, I, I mean, and the thing about Lord of the Rings that is cool is like so many of the effects are practical. So it still looks good on Blu-ray. But like, I yeah. prefer things to look a little bit more cinematic. Um, so I'm not sure. even a big fan of right for certain things and this is one of those ones where it's like i kind of need a layer of glaze over it so um i don't need the 4k but this is interesting that they're doing this um i'm curious if there's more content or like like i I mean there's going to be more content but like is there going to be more behind the scenes stuff that we haven't already seen or is it going to be new content um i it's from what i can tell it is not even all of the special features that already exist. Okay. Well, then I don't so, need this. 
I'm not sure that they did anything new. Okay. It also comes with a digital code. It's 4K Ultra Blu-ray digital code. Like, <laughs> what? So you can watch it on anything, man. Yeah, on your um, your iPod Video Classic. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah. And you know what better way to watch Lord of the Rings than on your iPhone? No iPod. I used to watch movies on my iPod, and I still have my iPod. Like, do you know how bad that was? Oh, I absolutely do. I remember the first time I saw one, and someone was like, "Dude, check it out! You can watch video." It's like, yes, this is like the size of a quarter. I know. I watched so many hours of videos on it, though. It's so bad. <laughs> and I even like put like my home videos that I had made um, on it, so I could like watch those <laughs> over and over again. And then I had like episodes of SpongeBob, an episode of It's Always Sunny. Like, Ugh. and then you yeah, like the Life Aquatic Phantom of the Opera. Um, I think there was like something really wild. I don't remember what it was. It was so stupid because I used to get like iTunes cards for like my birthday because that was like a thing. Yeah. In, you know, two thousand eight. And I was like, what so. am I gonna do with this? I like get all my music from LimeWire. Um, so I was like, I guess I'll just buy movies for my iPod. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it was like the Did worst way. Did you ever watch anything on the Game Boy Advance? Um, <laughs> they had like videos. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I still have a Game Boy Advance, and I've actually been looking for those cartridges. Um, so oh, really? You, so, okay. Yeah. So if you ever see one, get one for me. Um, I do have a video now. Um, do you remember oh, those? Yeah. Okay. So I still have mine, my original. Um, it's not color. Um, the screen is smaller than an iPod, but the the thing itself is about five times as big as an ipod um and the discs are fun because they're like gamecube sized and like all mine were like nick shows um yeah but yeah if anyone is interested in watching a video now i have one and actually i've been getting rid of a lot of stuff and i was looking at it i was like i will never get rid of this you know it'd be cool hmm. like okay so scarecrow is a video library what if we had an exhibit and it was just examples of like all of the physical media okay that is such a good idea because like we don't even have like vc like uh video um whatever those things are video discs and stuff like we have a couple of those hanging up yeah we have them hanging up like um foul play and stuff but um yeah it would be super cool because there's so many ages of stuff we could go through and the stuff from the early 2000s would be so fun to look at yeah holy heck hmm well, you heard it here first. I'm thinking about that. It might yeah. be, it would just be fun to acquire all the dumb, stupid format. I mean, like, <clears throat> like we have like HD DVDs in the back. We have some mm -hmm. beta in the back. Yeah. But like, hmm. Okay. I'm going to think about that. Yeah. No, that sounds super fun. It would, I like just the, the amount of fun it would be to acquire that stuff. Yeah. I want to see Shrek on Game Boy Advance, please yes that's the that's what i'm saying like yeah like people need to know that that existed yeah um i don't know if you ever went to like the living computers museum um mm -hmm. not my favorite company that runs it um but they actually did have some cool stuff there um and it would be cool if we had like a little thing like that where you could like go and sit and like you know watch your game boy advance game for like oh. a, a little amount of time so you can interact with it and 
test stuff out oh. since like this is probably going to be the only place to really view that stuff without having to buy the entire thing that was the coolest aspect of that place yeah i know i just sat down and played um the sims which it was stupid because i have a computer that runs windows xp and i have the sims so i, I did not need to be spending my time there doing that but yeah that's, that's what i'm saying that would be cool to have that specific like exact thing where it's like sit down and watch your movie yeah oh my god watch half an episode of spongebob on a game <laughs> 11 minutes that's all it takes <laughs> yeah i also have the demo disc for my video now still so you could just watch the demo over and over oh wow okay god i want to see this okay i'll bring it into work oh really okay yeah i would actually i, I am not precious about my video now i mean this thing is hardy so <laughs> Is meant to like be brought in cars, which is like wild too, because it's a disc and it like, it's, you remember when CDs would like skip when you'd hit a bump, it's like the same thing. Uh -huh. So it's definitely not the best thing I've ever, the best design ever, but you know, whatever. I remember getting a, a, a disc man that had like the anti-skip technology and oh gosh, like yeah. being so like, I can put this thing in my cargo pocket <laughs> and walk Your around and it won't skip. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> I definitely had a cargo shorts phase. Not even pants, shorts. <laughs> I, I I don't wear shorts anymore. Speaking of Sopranos, I don't watch shorts anymore after. Um... You don't watch shorts? <laughs> no, I, I watch shorts. I, I don't thought you wear just said shorts. you don't watch shorts. I was like, what are you talking about? No, I don't wear shorts anymore. <laughs> um, I just don't like them. But there's a line in the Sopranos, uh, the boss doesn't wear shorts. Here's to Newark's newest hotel, huh, Tom? Salud. Anything else with the Esplanade I should know? <laughs> oh, it's a girl from Icelandic oh, wow. air. Oh, come on in. <laughs> All right, let me get the fuck out of here. How's Junior? He's going to be all right. Tell him he's in our prez. Etc. I'll be sure and let him know. One other thing, though. John said he went to a cookout at your house. Yeah. Don doesn't wear shorts. And I just, I, I adhere to that. Darcy and I want to thank you for listening and remind you that Scarecrow Video not only rents to the fine folks of Seattle, Washington, but we ship rentals all over the United States from Haddonfield, Illinois to Hill Valley, California. And with over 140,000 titles in the archive, renting by mail is one of the many ways Scarecrow brings people and film together. That's it for today's show. Don't forget, Video Store Day is coming up on October 17th. Stay tuned to our social media channels for more info on that. And until next time, remember to be kind, rewind, and always return your discs and tapes on time. We'll see you on the next one.